0: When did you meet Julie? Uh, I'm afraid. To say, <laughs> I have good stories. I met Julie. Um, I knew Julie my freshman year. My buddy had a crush on her.
1: <laughs> and said,
0: there's this girl that's really good at tennis. Let's go watch her tennis. I had no idea who she was. He's like that's you, that's her right there, and you couldn't see her because it's those green mesh. Yeah, screens, yeah. Wind, you know? I'm right. Like, I don't know what I'm looking wind at screams. here. <laughs> Little did I know, hmm.
1: my sister met I was her. seeing a blurry vision of my wife. Mm. My sister met her husband while her husband was trying to be set up with her best friend, and Catherine was the wing, the wingman, wingwoman. Yeah, and so she swooped in. Wait, say that again. So my sister met her husband mm-hmm. while. Her husband was, like, trying to date this other girl who oh. was one of Catherine's friends. Mm. And then, like, she just kind of crept in and... Knife the lady in the liver, <laughs>
0: proverbially. They're still friends. He <laughs> so. says, that's the one that got away. <laughs> I told Julie while I were on vacation, I said, I mandate to you. Oh, If something happens to me Uh and I go before you and Uh you're under the age. I just had this conversation. Get me, remarry. Yes. You you command them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And she's like, no, I won't do that. This is right and good. I said, the problem is I feel real sorry for the fella. (laughs) Cause he's got to live up to you. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I want to make a fake application. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. It says, do you like pellet guns? And, are, and can you kill a duck? Can you? Sh- <laughs> no, nah,
2: Don, you've been saying that someone's going to enjoy the house one day. It's going to be him. Gonna be him. <laughs> <laughs> so my pellet going to be laid over. That's part. I said, I've ruined it for the
0: poor guy because I am a nut job, dude. Like, I shot a crow. Oh, my God. Out of the top tree. That was eating pizza
1: out of your. I had to your- take
0: the bird bath and take it into the garage because the things were dunking like it's a hot pot of coffee in a cup with donuts. They're just soaking everything in there. So I moved it, and next thing I know, there's a crow's nest, and now it makes total sense why the crow's nest on the ship because it's so far up in the tree. <laughs> so I I got my pellet gun out, and they had babies, and they, like, mate and live in, do you know what a flock of crows are, is called? A murder. Yes. What? A, yeah, murder a murder of crows. crows. I'm so proud of them. Yeah. And you murdered the murder. <laughs> so, Did you not know that? That's, so they, like, that's a Blake thing to know. No. No idea. So they light in the back tree, and I'm like, oh, I've got them. And so, boom, I put three pellets in this crow and finally dropped. And, bro, I was carrying it on a shovel. Dad, no! <laughs> <laughs> the little bird. I was carrying, <laughs> I was carrying it on a shovel, you're out a home the backyard. You're, you're, you're an avian Bro, right, These crows were so upset, and then I read online—they're really,
1: really intelligent.
0: They are, and yeah. they were like investigating the dead. B- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the dead bird. And I was reading online that they do that to investigate if there's like a sudden death, is there diseases, is there whatever. Like they're all—I mean, it wouldn't leave the trees. They were just all around this bird. Hmm. So then a bigger one. <laughs> said I got a new family was up in the up in the big tree in my front yard and so I got out and got the pellet gun I leaned over the side of the house and I'm like boom, and you could I could hear it I thought I think I got it I sunk a pellet and it's way up there in the top of this oak tree So you felt good about it I did Julie drives in comes in and goes, "Don there's a dead crow in our front yard." It's just probably So now it went from two crows, and the other day, dude, it's like they have rounded their buddies up—like nine crows <laughs> fly across my yard. Are you scared? And are lighting this tree? Like are you scared?
2: <laughs> I see them everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're hunting you.
0: You killed I was our king. He's going to go
1: out right now. and There's going to be some in the trees <laughs> waiting on him. I can I can like picture the crows like next to each other, and they're like this is the man who killed <laughs> our like- king. <laughs>
0: You ought to see me, dude. I'll be out in the backyard by the pool and just walking around my flip flops. And
1: Julie's reading a book. And I'm you're just such a redneck. I'm just marching around with a pellet gun. <laughs> it's crazy to me how you're literally a 12 year old boy still. <laughs> so,
0: Julie said, Julie said, so I also trap raccoons. Yeah. So, I have trapped and removed, killed 15, 15 plus. Wow. And they keep coming back, dude. And Julie said, she said, "Did you see that dead one on the in the road on the way to the gym?" And I said, "Yes, I did." And she goes, "Did it make you happy?" I go, "Deep down in my heart, it did <laughs> I got that joy?" <laughs> <laughs> so she said on Hernando happenings, hmm. there are these people that post about saving raccoons.
2: Why?
1: <laughs> Why they don't understand the creation? What do they man, add they? to
2: the? I really don't know. Like, what do they add to the? They're cute environment.
0: Especially in a city, a city environment, that ecosystem is so out of whack. I you mean, there's nothing. There's nothing preying on the crows. There's nothing preying on the raccoons. I mean, maybe a hawk. I do appreciate a hawk.
1: When you see it, and
0: they're protected too. Oh, are they?
1: Yep. I didn't know that. I Somebody love seeing said, them on the power lines. They're just they're they're a different they're, type. Beautiful. they're beautiful. Yeah, they, they really, really are. are. I saw one swoop down. The um. They were, they were harvesting, mm-hmm. right? And so they're just sitting there. There's like three of them. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh, y'all are about to take off, run. I'm going to get some food. And I watched one just hard yes. dive down, swoop right back up, had two things in its yes. claws like a champion. I saw one in the neighborhood the other day with a squalling squirrel in its
0: My talons. My God. And I was like, get them. Get them.
1: Welcome to Products of Grace, a podcast by Mercy Hill Church. My name is Lawson Harlan. with me today I have Don Terrell and Blake McCullough. So, Don, what are we doing today? I've got a score to settle. Oh, man. <laughs> a lot of folks, mainly
0: my wife, don't take issue. Hey. They don't take issue. They do take issue. Because hey, why'd they, you break the liturgy? I'm getting there. Okay. They don't understand the opening. Mm -hmm. i think it's broken english Mm -hmm. it's kind of laughy nobody knows but it's all english Mm -hmm. i proved this to julie she said don you sound like kids This it's a family like you can say idiot on this podcast she said "Don, you sound like an idiot it's a family vibe. okay (laughs) i said why she goes that opening makes no sense and i'm like yes it does it's english that's all it is. I said I have an English teacher on the podcast, and the next time I'm on the podcast, I'm gonna prove it. So let's just hear this out. Okay. So do the thing. I just did so it. Set it
1: up. I need it. I need Welcome more. to Progress of Grace the Podcast of No, no, no,
0: Just no, no, no,
1: no, 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 today, today, no, no,
0: no,
2: hmm
0: What are we doing today? So today, comma, what are we doing today? Question mark. It's a little redundant. Today, comma, we will discuss <laughs> the title of today's episode is. Blake's face <laughs> is communicating with <laughs> We aloud. could say like, which is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. The title of today's episode, which is, I Have Friends. hmm The Dream Podcast.
1: Is that today's podcast? Yeah.
0: Can, is that okay?
2: Sure. <laughs> His response to the, this being literally the dream podcast is a little lackluster. Why don't you like it?
0: Let me do the full run. So this is when it's all in cadence. Okay. So Don, what are we doing? So Don, what are we doing today? Today? No, that's not so it. So today. Oh, no, that's Saturday. Hold on. Do it again.
1: <laughs> so Don. What are we doing today? So today, what are
0: we doing today? Today, we will discuss the title of today's episode. Do we want to throw a witch in? Which is <laughs> that's the only thing the whole <laughs> thing's missing. I have friends. Mm. Lawson, come back to your mic.
1: I'm back. No, it's a great one. It's my have favorite, friends and
0: you give them to your friends. Mm. Amen. Lawson, what? If you had to be on a desert island and you could only take, let's say it's the Bahamas. (laughs) Just go with me. (laughs) (laughs) Who would you take?
1: Who would I take? I mean, because I
0: believe, here's what I believe. Everybody needs a Rusty, but not everybody has a Rusty. Mm. (laughs) So who am I taking? If you were my Rusty, would I be a part of your Rusty tree? (laughs) No. No. <laughs> no. All right. Who would you take? I'm not offended if it's not me. It's I'm just, like, just curious. It's just like it's like I'm like, going on a vacation, mm-hmm, and I'm taking, I'm taking
1: my friends. I'm take, I have to take friends. Oh, let's say you don't. I'm taking Beth. That's it. We're done. This has been a great conversation. Nobody else. No. Why would I do that? I, you know how rare <laughs> it is that I get to spend 24 hours, 48 hours alone <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> what about you, Blake? Ditto. <laughs> you know why? Because <laughs> our cause our wives yeah. are our best friends. <laughs> I was going to say because we have little kids. <laughs> but that's actually the real reason. I don't reason. think
0: it changes,
1: though. What does it change?
0: I don't know, man. I got a coworker buddy of mine who's like, they just got back from St. Augustine. And I'm like, so how was the trip? He's like, good, yeah, we go with like eight families. I'm like, that sounds like a nightmare. Mm-mm. I was like, who all from your family He's like, oh, my, my oldest daughter and her husband who just got married. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> it's never happening. <laughs> like they've been married four months and they're going mm-hmm. on an extended family vacation. Right, Beth
1: was going on family vacations with us before we got married. Well We went to Disney World. We w- that's a big risk.
0: We went to Young people, hold on. We went we to, have the to beach. Have a we don't went to do what Lawson. Like, we
2: don't even put dating people in family pictures like at Christmas. <laughs> just in case it doesn't work well, out. Well,
1: full disclosure Beth, Beth and Michael. No, I mean, who's Michael? They all got, Michael's my brother-in-law. <laughs> okay. that's just for the audience. But I've got like three different sides, right? Of families. Mm-hmm. I think I think they made it in pretty quick. Like, but but nobody else did. Like, they're the only ones who were ever included. But they were included way before they were. We were married if they were included in family
0: pictures and vacations Mm -hmm. and such I just think you run the risk
1: of it not working oh fair dad has a rule that you can't go skiing unless you're at least engaged oh that's nice engaged engaged is the rule for skiing so I don't think I don't I mean I appreciate what the rusties
0: of the world do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not what I would do I just I don't know where I mean how does that happen because do you go through a phase where you're doing alone trips with Beth, blank you with Sarah, and then all of a sudden you're like, "I think I want to bring them back in the fold. I want them all here, every single one of them, all their kids
2: and my kids and boogers." And I think I think I'll get there. Yeah, I'll get you there think for sure. So? Yeah. So the best vacation I ever went on <clears throat> was a year after I got married. My parents took all of us on a cruise, mm. and none of our phones worked.
1: Oh, bro! Sign me up. That was awesome.
2: Seriously, like we didn't buy the Wi-Fi package. We like sat at dinner for two hours every night and talked. Like it was.
1: That makes my heart. We didn't have kids, and so
2: like Sarah and I spent normally spent most meals just the two of us, and so like being on vacation with my family with no distractions, Mm. no Candy Crush.
1: I watch. I watch that. I so I will. My dad like like and this is i think this is true probably for the majority but like my dad's whole thing is like i just want good quality time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so the way he does it is y'all are all going to be here with me yeah but but real life i think that's a familial w yeah like to have your whole family in one location multiple generations like that's a good i think it's a good aim of life like i'm going to have um three generations at the beach or wherever. I think it's just a W. Say the Bahamas. That's a flex. That, that's, a, that's a dad flex. That's what I think. It's a dad flex. What do you think about the day? I hope, I, I hope I'll be able to flex those muscles in 25 years. What do you think about? <laughs> 20 years. 25, 20, 23, 22 years. But that's yeah.
0: bringing your extended family to me, to your table as friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is super fair. But I mean that's again Which can happen at your house. Yeah, that's a dad I think that's a dad flex too. I think one of the most difficult transitions that takes place in life, top to bottom, is parents transitioning to guides by the side mm-hmm. and children, uh the very difficult transition for a child to go from I'm not your kid anymore, which is never true. Like that's the unholy way to do that, and I need to leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's a holy way to do that. And then there's, you just burned down everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know why you would have done that. Mm. But there's, so it's, it's a difficult transition. It is. I've mm-hmm. told people,
0: yeah, I think my mom has said that the hardest part of being a parent is parenting adult children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Cause I think the difficulty is like making that transition from pure authority and, mm-hmm. and obedience to now like, it's diplomatic
1: stakeholders and everybody's got capital.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. You know? And yep. also trusting, like, my dad watched me make really bad decisions. Mm. Like, mm. he watched me make three or four just trash decisions. And there were times where he advised me. This is, this is on all, all of my parents. Where he advised me knowing I was going to do the opposite. Mm. And mm. there's one time where he warred against the decision that I was making knowing that it was the right decision for me. So this was, this was my call to ministry. Oh. He's like, don't do this. Like he did everything in his power to talk <laughs> me out of it. Because <laughs> what? He, in his mind. He wanted me to be certain. Oh. He wanted, he wanted, he, I mean, I, and I think this is fair. This is just how I was raised though. It's like, you need to be able to stand up to opposition for things that you're convinced of. Mm-hmm. And so my stepdad, there was nothing that I ever got to say in my house that was unchallenged. Mm. He could have agreed with it hook, line, and sinker. But it'd be like, defend it. Like I, I lived in debate class. So
2: it's, it's his fault that you're like this. It's the both of them. It's really both of
1: them. <laughs> it's both my stepdad and my dad that made me this way.: <laughs> So what do you think about when your kids get older? I think seven sadness. or eight: <laughs> I do too, bro I get so <laughs> sad.
2: Uh, the other day I was walking out of a store and I put Isaiah on my shoulders, and he said to me, he said, "Daddy, uh, I'm getting too big to get on your shoulders." Uh. And I was like, "No, hush your mouth, boy." I'm gonna start going to Planet Fitness and (laughs) doing squats. And you just have a bag on your shoulders (laughs) doing squats. Can I hold this? (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's sweet. So when they get older, and they get married, Mm -hmm. what do you think your relationship will look like with in-laws? Because my friend, my friend had his daughter's husband's family there too. Like hmm. new mm-hmm. in laws, Lawson. You have to speak. It's a
1: podcast. Well, I, I, let me say it this way: hey, he shook his head no. So one day You're when my kids there. Mary Lawson's kids, I'm good with that. We'll be fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm actually. I mean, we're. I mean, I'm. I'm hard screaming all the time. Just kidding. He said, just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm looking for. I'm looking for a for a young man that's going to be raised to be godly. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a young woman who's being born currently, (laughs) who will be be raised to be godly. That's what I'm looking for. But -hmm. I think that's a roll of the dice. There's some, I think, so like, I think about my own in-laws' relationships. They don't believe in rolls of the dice. (sighs) They're very cordial. I turned completely away from Blake, by the way. Um, Shun. Shun. Um, They're very cordial. They talk with each other every so often. Hold on. I think you made a phrase that made me think of something. And Mm -hmm. maybe the whole audience is thinking of something. Okay. You said who's currently being born. I was saying that like Haddon is is nine months. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking for a young lady who's currently being born for him. But we don't know who that is who's
0: carrying the baby.
2: Oh, no, you don't no. have a specific... I'm just, okay, I'm just I'm just to, age I now. he was like cloaking that someone <laughs> yeah, was no. pregnant
0: and like... I'm, I'm, just, name I'm just trying to make who sure... Who is a I'm, good parentage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> who I can't name because <laughs> it's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see how that could have been yeah. interpreted? Yeah, that yeah. would
1: have been funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... Never mind. I, everything I've just said is in jest. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Where were we? We were talking about in-laws. Yeah, they get along, they talk, they... Therefore, fr- I think that I would think I would say that they're. Fr- so I think we under. I think we overuse the word friends. Okay. So, <laughs> like, fr- like you said, I'm saying they're like, mm-hmm. there are people who are acquaintances. Being an acquaintance is not a bad thing. Like so my acquaint- mom and my mother in law mm-hmm. went to shop
0: for a dress for an upcoming wedding. Yeah. That that was new. That was went new together. territory. Yeah, they went together. They they arranged it. They set it all up, which was yeah. like, what are y'all doing together? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and I think right now with where I'm at in my life, it's like I'm not intentionally keeping anyone from arm's length, but I just wonder why I've been married for 23 years and that's the first mother-in-law's yeah. that's first and I think that's the first time it's ever happened. And I think that's really common. That that's like Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the oddity is that this
1: guy's new in-law, you know, they came on vacation. Like. Hmm. Yeah, there's no, fam- there's no broadly familial thing like with, it that involves, oh, Rowan's birthday. Rowan's birthday was, we had a birthday party. We ended up canceling it because it stormed and it did thunderstorm like bad. And so we just did family mm-hmm. inside and I had best parents, my parents, and we all just chatted open presents. 8K. Yeah, but the,
0: the birthday is what binds, you know what I'm saying?
1: The, the, the linchpin of the relationship. Yeah, I'm
0: saying when you take out the birthday and you take out the share, do you do you think that you would intentionally go after spending time with the in-laws by yourself?
2: It just depends on how much I liked them. I, just I'm just to talking be about frank. like,
0: you're, you know what I'm saying, Isaiah gets... Yeah. Vet, so make sure we're talking about the right people.
2: Like, I, I think these, people so these people many. don't. These are hypothetical people right now. Of course. but I think if... Like, say something, like, say it works out, right? Mm-hmm. And we go to church with these people,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Praise yeah. the
2: Lord. Yeah, like I'd, I'd love to be friends with them.
1: And if not, you probably already are, though.
2: Yeah. Mm. Continue being good friends. But, and if not, I mean, I do think that there's a level of like compatibility that is just so up in the air that, like, I don't even know that I can answer this question. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think like the, ch-
0: like, them coming to the church would be, more, more substantial, of, course. of building, yes, a lasting, yeah, deep friendship, yes. of course, than sharing
1: a vacation. No, son-in-law, daughter-in-law. Yeah, yes, that's real. You know, it's yeah? a ra- one's a ramification. Like, like there's, there's, your your relationship is probably not going to become a deeper relationship because your son married their daughter. Right. If you're, if you're already in the household of faith, like you, it, let's say that you've been members here together for two years. all right. The odds are you've built about as much relationship as you're going to build within those two years. You may press on. I hope you do, but I wouldn't expect, oh, well, all of a sudden now we're even better, we're even closer. It's like the, you have shared events in mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. but the primary shared event in life is corporate worship on the Lord's Day. So I wouldn't expect a whole bunch of growth there. <laughs> you might even be introducing some new conflict. Fair, what do you mean? I mean, everybody's got different traditions, families, like the way that we do things, Expectations. right? Expect yeah. So, like, my sister and I were talking about the way that we raise our kids, mm. right? And we raise our kids pretty similarly, but there are some people that would look into the way that I raise my children, and they would say, "Oh, you're being too lax." Or there'd be people who looked into my to how I raise my children, but you're doing you're being too strict. You can always find somebody on both sides, mm-hmm. and so. You know, that's you can like if you're having parents on the outside looking into children's lives, you can imagine you've got one who's like you're being too strict, and then you've got one who's being you're being too lax. Like that I think that can cause a little bit of conflict depending on how how the children are managing their own parents, which is a difficult task, especially like early on. Like again, talking about that transition from like I'm I'm a child to I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. It's a different, you're navigating, fr- I mean, even though it's the same person, you're navigating new waters. Do you think it's mm-hmm. a benefit for extended families to all attend one church? Yes. I mean, yes, assuming they're all in agreement. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but, because I'm,
0: I'm thinking through, like if, if the, if if the hypothetical in-laws went to church here, I think, I think, you know, for Blake, you, the, the depth of your relationship would be tenfold mm-hmm. different. And if they left. Yeah, it'd be weird. It would be weird. Yeah. yeah. You would still have this bind or this tie, you know, that binds you together. But I, I think there's would be, I think there would be. I don't know, man.
1: Like, I mean, the uh, way they left would matter greatly.
0: Yeah, let's say they left on good terms. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. like, I think there's an interesting dynamic that with inside the household of faith at the local level. Yeah. There would be, there would be
2: a, re, not a return to shallow. It would never be like what it was. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, I think part of it is just proximity okay. and. In like shared experience.
1: I think, I think shared sanctification would be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think this is the nature of the local church though. Shared intimacy. Yeah. There's something intimate. Of course. I agree. About worshiping. Assume. uh, Yeah. This is, go ahead. It gives you
2: something in common. That's not the grandkids or like whatever it is, you know, like that's not the, what you're saying, the son or daughter who you're now sharing with that family. It gives you something deeper in common, ultimately, and it gives you, uh, there's something about just the regular seeing, Mm -hmm. even with Mm -hmm. like members you may not be super close to, there's something about the regular seeing of them that makes your relationship good. Mm -hmm. Do you You think there's something wrong with, because I think there's, I think there's,
0: there's differing expectations of what hypothetically we're talking about, of what Mm -hmm. people come to think that they'll experience, you know, yeah. when on the other side of a wedding, when I think it's just about leave and cleave, those are the two that are coming together. I do think that there are some connections, more broadly speaking, about families. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think like within, within the household of faith, like, not that you're intentionally keeping people at arm's length, but, but do you? In the church? No, outside the church.
2: Oh, I, Sarah and I've been talking about this a ton actually. <laughs> it's got like big deep breaths over here. Sorry. Sarah and I've been talking about this a ton actually and it, it it's less about what you're doing intentionally and I think it's just more about what you're I guess convenient not necessarily just mm, convenience I- but like
1: I think can I can I can I yeah, give you ahead, a category? Please. I think it's a ramification of what you are doing intentionally. Yeah, it, you have yeah. a limited amount of time, and there's things that you're very intentional about, and thus there are things that get pushed to the wayside.
2: Yeah. So I have an example. This is why we're talking about this. Okay. So two weeks ago, my parents lost power for a week mm-hmm. in this in one of the storms, and so we had my parents and my brothers and his, my brother and his wife over for dinner two nights that week because they just mm-hmm. like charge their devices stuff like that. And I was reminded like, I, I really like this and we don't do this. Mm-hmm. And why don't we do this? It's not because I hate my parents or my, my brother. It's not because <laughs> I dislike spending time with them. It's because what's in front of my face at all times is the members of this body. Mm-hmm. And that's who, like, because I see them multiple times a week, that's who we're inviting and that's who mm-hmm. we're have it in our home. That's who's asking if they can come and, you know, ask questions or whatever. And so like, it's not an intention to say, I'm going to keep you at arm's length, but it is a ramification, I guess, of like what awesome saying of the intention to grow in relationship with the people that we
1: share life with in the church. Okay. This is now a podcast on, um, maintaining relationships. Cause that's what I want it to be. Um, <laughs> So Lawson forgot whose podcast this is. No, yeah, Lawson just reminded whose podcast this is. I remember we were wing players. So I forgot. Uh, <laughs> no, so I th- the reason I, the reason I bring that up is because I think there is there there are there is I'm not this, I can't think of a better word like it's not collateral damage, but I do think that as you move from phase to phase of life and as you prioritize different things. That naturally means that previous relationships are probably they're no not probably they're going to change in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? So they're um like the way that I think like so a while back I reconnected with a with a friend that I made in college and we were very close in college, um, not seminary college. So I was at Delta State, and um one of the things like we were we were very close in college he lived up here. We moved up here. You know, we even talked about like, hey, I'm planting, we're planting a church. Like this was all happening while we were in the process of planting. So one of the things I noticed was because I was so intentional, I mean, I I even told him this. I said, I said, friend, I've got 70 people who are in front of you. Like that's just the reality of it. I've got people in my life that not only is it most valuable and most important for me to build a relationship with, it's, it's, it's the priority, which means that not only are there these 70 people, and I'm speaking of those who are members of our church, like I have a responsibility to them. They belong to me and I belong to them, which means that if I have plans with you on a Friday and they call me on Tuesday and say, hey, I need to be with you on Friday, I'm canceling on you. Mm-hmm. And so like that type, of, that type of relationship, like I think there is an appropriate an appropriate understanding of how we prioritize people. Um, that 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 does have some costly nature to it because it's like when I picked Beth, I rejected every other woman, <laughs> right? Because they were all asking, they were all asking, everyone <laughs> to
0: the back of the line. That's right, that's right. the lot of it. And so,
1: and so, but but I mean, that's that's what we do. That's what we do all day, every day, with every relationship we have, right? Yeah. We're saying I'm picking you during this moment, mm. and and I'm going to prioritize this, and so it naturally means there's going to be deficits elsewhere. But I don't. You're saying love is a choice. I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> hold on. I'm saying love is a choice, and we're finite. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's not like we have infinite capital. Mm-hmm. And because we don't have infinite capital, I can't give the same, the same relational capital I gave to my friend in college today when I'm in the role I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I have. Pre, I have more important. I mean, I mean, sincerely. I hate. It's not that that he's less important. It's just it's, priorities. Yeah. It's just I have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so th- I've been thinking about this all day. I'll tell y'all why after. Um, because like they're just, they're relationships that you prioritize in the moment that, that as you mature, you have to deprioritize. What I find to be rather difficult is aiming to maintain those relationships and even not, not if we should, but how we should and what expectations should a previous relationship have for the continuation of it. Does that make sense? No. Okay, so. Blake's like, hand, yes. So me and you, me and you meet uh, five years ago. Mm-hmm. We, uh, this, is, this is a bad illustration because this is real. All right, we meet five years ago. You're here for a year, right? We invest time and energy. We're the same way that we've bonded in that first year. Right. right. Then you moved to Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. So you moved to Nashville, and if you moved to Nashville, then that means like, I can I can aim to maintain the relationship. Like I can call you from time to time, but the reality is we're not going to continue that relational level. Like we're not we're not in the same household of faith. We're not in proximity together. And so it it makes logical sense for you to prioritize where you are Mm -hmm. and for me to prioritize where I am. Mm -hmm. But it's sad. Huh? That's sad then. But but it's I just
0: got a good buddy who was the worship pastor over at Longview Point. We were thick as thieves, dude. Ran every morning. And uh, we had Waffle House once a week. We memorized scripture together. He had a huge impact on my spiritual life. then he and left. Then he left. Mm. And I was like, bro, he gone. And we text every once in a while. Like we went and saw him and stuff. And like, you know, but it's all, you know. and I think of that relationship mm-hmm. as the good old days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. was like we were, and we had a great friendship. And like if he moved back into town or if he called me. You would
1: instantly pick, pick, back, pick up. back up. Yep. Yeah. But but this is just part of living in the world that we live in. We're finite. We have boundaries, and so this is why I think we've all made p- points a number of times, which is that's why you need to prioritize your local congregation because you are limited. Mm-hmm. And so, like a while back, somebody left our congregation. He called me. He had been gone to. He was. He was. He had joined another church, and he called me probably within like a month or two of him being at that local congregation. He said, "Hey man, let's get lunch." I said, "No," and he was like. What do you mean? No, I said. Have you met with every member of the congregation you're a part of? And the guy goes to Bellevue, so (laughs) (laughs) Um, he's got a lot of work. Yeah, yeah,
2: and and jokes on him. I hung the phone up. Yeah, so
1: so I asked him, but I mean, for real. See you in heaven, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the purpose of it was the purpose of it was he did not need to prioritize his relationship with me any longer. Right. Like he needed to to my question for him. So at the you were time,
2: pastoring him from afar.
1: I was telling him like I'm not your pastor anymore. Yeah, that I doesn't mean I can't be your friend. You Push him it, out of the crow's nest. But <laughs> it's like, but it's the idea. You but that like, pellet But the whole <laughs> golly, golly. but the whole thing is you shouldn't be trying to build a relationship with me. You're you've left and joined another congregation. Build a relationship with that pastor. He's the one who's got to care for your soul. Mm. And so I just think about that from the perspective of like Relational capital, how much time, how much energy I have. And then also just like, I think this is different for personality. There are some people who can spend all day every day with people and they can get up and do it the next day 100%. I'm not one of those. And so it's like I have limited amount of time, capital, energy, and I want to spend it in the best way that I know how. First Mm -hmm. and foremost, my responsibilities, my wife and my children, and then to the the congregation I'm a part of. And and then frankly, whatever's left is – Whatever responsibilities I'm but may have. not
0: relational busybodies, huh? Relational busybodies? Yeah, no, no, no. What do
1: you I, think that means? I think it means that you're trying to be in everyone's business as if they are they are as intimate with you as they are everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like we
2: don't nobody needs that. Yeah, what's the you know the quadrants? Like there's the two sides. And it's like Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. You have stuff that you have to do, stuff that you might yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it's like the quadrants of urgent, non urgent, uh, have to, don't have to. Yes. And, and like I think that people can fit into that, right? Like there are people that I'm commanded to build up. Yep. Per the sermon. Yep. Sunday. There are people that I could build up, you know, or could <laughs> connect with. There are people and that kind of—I I always see that—that that prioritization as a way to—I don't know—guide how I spend my time and how I plan my weeks.
1: Yeah, I think there, so. To apply this right to to life inside, um, to life inside the church, because I think that's really where we're going. I think that there probably is. Nah, I'm gonna say it this way. If you I, so. If you spend more time, more relational capital, with those outside your local congregation than you do within your local congregation, you, you're probably misallocating some resources. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, I think with so. With a pellet gun. And I don't. I, I, I'm not. That's kind of one of those things where it's like I think that's wisdom. I don't think. I don't think it's necessarily a command that here's a percentage that you need to be functioning in. But my question is, how effectively are you walking in the one another's? And I think the one another's does require, does require actual presence. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so since it requires actual presence, like they like, I owe, I owe the one another commands to this congregation before I owe them to anybody else. And that's not to say that I shouldn't give them to anyone else, but I'm saying, like, in regard to charity, in regard to giving, in regard to love, in regard to rebuke, to affection, to weeping, to rejoicing, all of those things, the primary funnel of that in not just a pastor's life, but in the whole congregation's life is into their local church. Now, obviously, that means that when we have other believers that we love and that we care for, I mean, I've got dear friends all over. That I want to spend time and energy, and I want to love them, and I want to pray for them. I want to do all of that, but you know, if it comes down to give them the capital or the per, or the church member I'm having lunch with, it's like, sorry guys, like I and, and and no Christian should be surprised by that. Do you think that's the normal Christian experience? Because I'm
0: not. I'm, no, I don't. But yeah. I think it should be preaching center. No, I no.
1: This is you're absolutely uh, right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. you're absolutely right. You're
0: absolutely right. So that, now, that, I wouldn't say a cult in the, in the general terms,
1: but it was <laughs> it, it was it's based uh, on personality yeah, it's totally yeah. based on personality yeah. yeah and so that's where that's where I think but but we can say it's based on personality, but it seems to me that it actually it, it is meant to be DNA. it's meant to be innate within the church and that's why that's why a preaching center is such a woeful thing mm-hmm. because it like if you think about all right let's let's give a picture here. you like a picture, don't you don't? Mm-hmm. All right so if you think about the body like the like the like an actual human body but we're thinking about it from the biblical perspective of the local church is the body of Christ right I mean the relational capital seemingly according to uh, borrowing from like 1 Corinthians here uh, the the blood of the body is love mm-hmm. and so it's meant to be flowing one to another it's meant to be caring for one another like if you think about it really from the perspective of a, of a literal body where we're carrying oxygen to someone else, like that seems to be relational. Hmm. And so in 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 less severe terms, blood outside the body tends to be less effective. Mm-hmm. Like we want to keep that in. It's not saying that you shouldn't obey the, the great commission. It's not saying that you shouldn't be evangelistic. It's not saying that you shouldn't be associational. I mean, we're Baptists, we're glad and happy Baptists, I want to be associational. I want to spend time with brothers outside the outside of this congregation. I love them. I want them to do well. I want them to succeed. I also want all of their members to invest the majority of their life there and not mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. like if you're going to invest all your life here, move your membership mm. uh, but I'm probably going to tell you not to <laughs> you know like so I think when you're dealing with that, and it's the same way like a husband, for instance, if he spends all of his relational capital outside his family, he's being a bad husband mm. he's being a bad father, and so relationally understanding that you're limited, it helps you allocate better. I think we just think that we're little, we're little like infinite little beings, (laughs) that we really do have an endless well of love or an endless well of affection or an endless well of energy. It's like, this isn't real. This isn't real. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't get a Monday. I didn't get my Monday off like I normally do. I was, it was, uh, drove six hours, busy day, grateful for the day that I had. But yesterday I was so less, so less fruitful in my day. I was less fruitful. I was everything I did, I did worse than I normally do. And it was like, you know what? I, it's just because I'm finite. Mm. Like I, I overexerted myself. I'm tired. And therefore everything I'm doing is impacted. And so, yeah, I just think a recognition of our own finiteness and our limited relational capital helps us allocate those things better. Like a budget. What about the, um, what about the thought that Oops, sorry.
0: That if... Um, I'm looking up a verse, sorry. If you're not here and if you move on. Like to be with the Lord? No, that too. <laughs> that the body's gonna be the body without you.
1: Yeah. Accurate.
0: Yeah. Everybody needs to be there. And that they're, they're okay. And, and, and I guess wherever it is that you went to. They needed you
2: there too. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've seen that like very practically in this, even in this congregation, mm-hmm. you know, like the Lord has provided people and gifts from that, that left, you know, no, not for bad reasons, but just left and moved on. Um, The Lord's provided the people that we need when we needed them mm-hmm. or grown people into being the people
1: mm-hmm. that the body needed. Yeah. yeah. Which is the bigger thing. Mm -hmm. I want you to repeat what you said. About? You asked a question or you made a statement, and I would like you to repeat it. Just now? Yeah.
0: About being absent? Yeah. Like that the body's going to be okay? Is the body going to be okay?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is going to be okay. And that's, sorry, that's what I was trying to, I'm I'm looking up a verse, and it sent me to the wrong verse, and I'm upset about it. But I wanted (laughs) to answer this question. Because there is no one in the local church who's not replaceable. <laughs> You're right, but it sounds so dirty. Well, I'm talking That's about was, Everyone is expendable. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about me.
2: No, I'm like, saying yeah, like, yeah, I was going to yeah. say that, like don't fool yourself. Right.
0: Because yeah. the wheel keeps turning. It does. It Bro, does. But I had, praise I, the Lord. This, like, like, we wouldn't want this church to die mm-hmm.
2: with us. uh uh-uh.
1: So this was, this was really like, early on in church planting, right? Yeah. Maybe even before y'all got here. Every time someone looked at me and said, all right, we're gone. Bro, I'm, I'm scrambling. Oh, I remember this. I'm like, what do you mean you're gone? We need you to do an exit interview I, right now. <laughs> and then I need to meet with you in this other room. I never gonna, did that. I I'm never did kidding, that. Just right. kidding, but, but, but I'm always like, but every time it's like, I don't, how, how are we going to function? Mm. Like we've had more. You took it as a referendum to yourself personally, yep. in a sense. Not every time. Not every time. Not every time. Sometimes I did. I had one guy. This is how we protect. Have you I ever now. told you all this story? Sorry, this is super side note. I had one guy who was um, who was arrested shortly after this conversation that I had with him. You called the cops, Drew. Drew, but, Drew I mean, Thomas. who among
2: us hasn't been arrested <laughs> yeah, right? Drew exactly. for Drew, having a, yeah.
1: <laughs> a suspended license? <laughs> Th- that was not why he was arrested. Drew Thomas can tell you this story, but this guy comes. He he gets to the he gets to the church. He is um, influenced by a substance while he's here. And, um, and it wasn't the Holy Ghost. It wasn't. He's high. Yeah. So <laughs> he he's at the back, and I I can't look. I I don't. I can't tell these things. Like I just don't. I, right. I'm sheltered. So Drew Thomas grabs me. He's like, "Hey, bro." James, Drew I? Thomas. Drew he Thomas. Drew <laughs> <there. laughs> Thomas is like. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, dude, it's not he right." He served in the DEA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I called him. So that so but they but he filled out a form at the time we were doing like the little members you know the yeah. visitors form. So I call him and I said, "Hey, man, enjoyed having you here. You know, just did the normal like welcoming thing." And he said, "Yeah, I won't be back." And I was like, "All right." Well, I, at that point, I'm like, "Why you of the form?" Um, but he says, "Your preaching was just terrible." And I was like, All right. "Oh yeah?" No, I mean, I, I so like I I think Drew, I think Drew Thomas is the only person I ever talked to about this. But now I'm telling everybody. So so as I'm as I'm listening to this it's to this guy, years, like huh? just berate. I mean, like he. I mean. The issue was like his critiques were not substantive. Like he they wanted more stories? Yeah, he like everything he said that he wanted, I was like, I'll never do that. <laughs> but it still hurt my feelings. It was, like, it was like, I hate everything you just said to me, but I'm still wounded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was funny. Oh, all right, Comedy. did I ask
0: the question that prompted you to go to the verse and did you find the verse?
1: Well, I'm trying to find, hold on, y'all talk about something else. Oh, I'm so silly, y'all! I'm looking in the wrong chapter. Okay, silly goose. <laughs> but I found the verse for the end. That's what I was doing. Oh, oh, oh! Are so, you ready? Are you ready for the end? No, no. I I'm just ready had, when y'all are. <laughs> I just had the verse. Like I had the verse in my soul, and I wanted Ooh. to use it. So, but the point the point of saying everybody is expendable is it's just like we we need to know like if 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 the body loses a hand, it's not like Jesus is going to leave it without a limb. Yeah, like he's going to replace it. And that's not an insult to the hand that moved somewhere else. Another congregation needed a hand, and you're the replacement. Yeah. And so, yeah. We were on relational capital. I mean, I just think at the end of the day, like,
0: this sounds terrible, (laughs) but we have distilled this down into that you are using your resources in a different direction, thus causing the... What is that called? Hemorrhaging. The counteractive, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be everybody's best friend. When I say that in the world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, can, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I can't. Yeah. And if you leave the church, it's not an insult to say like, hey man, you've got another body to connect to. A no. A bunch, bunch of potential best friends. Yeah. About. yeah. Like people, I'm,
1: I'm here. Yeah. It's like you've- For you've, today. Yeah. It's you like you've mm-hmm. said, you said, you've essentially made a public statement- of, I'm not going to build my life here. No, I'm not mad about that. No, mm-hmm. nobody should be like, unless it's just an absolute horrendous exit. I'm not upset about this. But if you've told me you're not going to build your life here, I really desire you to build your life somewhere else. Like, go build it then. Yeah. I want you to build it. I want you to build a wonderful life. I want your, your, your wife, I want you to have wonderful relationships. I want you to have older women pouring into your life, older men pouring into your life. I want you to have all that. I want you to have a deep relationship with your pastors. I want them to be able to take stock of your life, to pray for you, to rebuke you, all of those things. And so it's like, I think that's where, like if, you're, if, if, you've, if you've moved from somewhere else, right? Keep those, keep those relationships, but understand that they, they have received a new level of priority. I don't know, but the source that binds you is what's gone. You
0: know what I'm saying? Gone.
1: Yeah, but it, so it is. This is this is why the local church. Like we must think about the church is local right now, mm-hmm. right? Because like we do, we recognize that there is uh, Christians across time and space. They're bought with the blood of Christ. It's oh, the reason, certainly. Yeah. It's, the, it's the reason I can shake like you know Ben Williams, Pastor of Redeemer's hand and be like, "You're my dear brother in the faith," right? Right. But but it is but. It, I'm not a member of that body, Mm -hmm. which means that I I need to invest more time and energy here. And so the binding agent is the local. Mm -hmm. It's the local church. Like there is a binding and a universal. Like I think about it from the perspective of Hebrews where it talks about the assembly of the firstborn. There we have a wonderful binding agent and it's made manifest. But here the manifestation of that is, I mean, it's not this building, but it is this this, um, This covenant. Covenant people, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, we invest time energy uh, that sorry that 's why I, I was been thinking about that, I felt huh? like I knew that, I felt like I, you knew that I was thinking about that, mm-hmm. yeah. how did you know that you
0: didn't know that felt like we needed to do, I have friends, and then there's been some things said, and... wow, well, you
1: took friends, and then it went to time. <laughs> You didn't do that on purpose.
0: <laughs> as, I absolutely deny that you did that Come on purpose. Come on, man. Not deny it. All right. So in conclusion, Lawson, Lawson has, has a Bible, Bible verse. verse. He does.
1: That was weird. It was. All right. You ready? Mm. Yeah. All right. Ephesians 5. I'm just having fun with y'all. Ephesians five fifteen. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Yeah. That's good. I don't know, I feel good about that. So, fellas,
0: we may not have friends in low places, but we've got them in the local church. My brothers and my friends, Godspeed. Are there some songs that you just envision yourself smoking cigarettes? No. (laughs) Ever? No. You've never heard a song that you envisioned just... No. No? Nothing wrong with smoking cigarettes, man. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Says no one ever. (laughs) Surgeon General. Since the 50s, anyway. For real. I tell you a time I went away to Union and I went into my dorm room did you go to union? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Graduated. What? <laughs> you didn't know that? I don't care about those areas of y'all's lives. I was a Christian studies major.
1: <laughs> Do you know this? No, but I'm I baiting, changed my major. I'm multiple a multiple studies major like I was, which was like everybody hated you. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't think I'd arrived on anything concrete. But the guy that was also a Christian studies major, who was my roommate, he was preaching at places. Mm hmm he was smoking cigarettes out on the balcony. And as a freshman in college coming from my background, those two things did not align at all. Was he a Presbyterian? I don't know what he was. He was probably a Presbyterian. I lived with him, a junior transfer from Kennesaw State, and another dude that was, I don't know, a music major or something. (laughs) And then I moved out of there. I changed.